Tab Breakfast Show. All sports, all angles, all the news. Well, Andrew, Ryan Fox uh, is a great friend of this show. We've had him on a number of times. He's had another great weekend over in Ireland. He was runner-up at the Irish Open for the second time. He's off to the 150th edition of the Open in 10 days' time, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Ryan, good morning, and congratulations for a great performance there at the Irish Open. Morning, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, Irish Open's been pretty kind to me over the years, and uh, nice to be in the mix again last week. Uh, Brian, I think we spoke to you last time. You just uh, won that tournament in the UAE, but that was just the start of things. Uh, since then, uh, seven top tens uh, in the first half of this particular year. Can you put any uh, put your finger on uh, what's gone right? Um, I don't know, really. There's obviously every part of my game's been working, but in terms of what's changed, it's. Um, I'm just probably a bit happier than I have been off the golf course. It's been a pretty tricky couple of years travel-wise mm. with COVID and um, you know, that thinking about if I can get home, when I can see the family next, that kind of stuff, and, and that's kind of gone this year. And um, you know, Unlike you know someone like Warney who seemed to be able to you know, get away with anything that was happening off the pitch and just perform, I, I'm sort of not one of those guys. I need everything to kind of be going all right. And that's, this year's been been pretty happy off the golf course and in terms of the the on the golf course stuff I think everyone in my team's sort of clicked in this year got a, got an old caddy back got a coach over here as well as one in New Zealand and mm. um, everything seems to be be working really nicely and um, yeah the golf every part of the golf game seems to be working which is kind of a nice change compared to the last few years. You uh, you looked really stressed to me. I was watching the replay of the Irish Open, the final round, and Adrian Moronk ended up winning by three shots. And it seemed for an eternity you were just sitting there in the clubhouse. You were standing, you were, you were walking around, then you were sitting down again, having something to drink and eat. It must have seemed like an eternity for you to find out if you would have to go out into a playoff against Moronk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, when I finished, I always thought I was one short, potentially, and obviously I was a bit more than that. Um, there was always some chances coming home. You know, 15, 16, 17 played downwind, and you could get a wedge into all of those holes. And um, you know, Adrian, I think, went birdie, birdie, eagle down those three holes. And um, yeah, it was. It's never nice waiting around. Uh, you know, at least I was waiting with the family, and I was, to be honest, I was chasing an 18-month-old round half the time while I was waiting, which was a nice little distraction. But um, yeah, it was. I was obviously a long way out. Um, on Sunday, I think I was five shots behind Adrian, and you know, there was not much more I could do. Eight under was was a pretty good score out there on Sunday, and, and you know, fair play to, to Adrian. He's been knocking on the door for a while, and you know, he played some amazing golf down the stretch. But I, I was certainly happy to be in the mix on on Sunday, and hopefully, I get another chance, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks at least. But you know, for the rest of the year, have another couple of chances to win, and maybe get another one over the line would be nice. And, uh, Ryan, the events, uh, you know, that you've uh, finished high up in, I mean, they're, they're big events in Europe. Uh, for a start, the National Opens, Irish Open, Dutch Open, which always have extra significance. The BMW International, you came third, notwithstanding you're a bit under the weather in the, in the last round. That, that must be pleasing as well, the quality of the events that you're playing well in. Yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, you know, Raz Al-Khaimah was kind of a, an addition, additional event. Um, was supposed to be in Qatar, but, um, you know, Qatar had some issues and we ended up having two back-to-back in, in rack. And, um, you know, the, the Dutch Open, the, the BMW International, the Irish Open have been long-standing events on mm. our 
on our schedule. So to, to contend in those ones is always nice. There's you know, been the little added incentives of um, open starts in some of those events, and to get to get that start through the Dutch Open was nice. And um, you know, there's some pretty cool names on those trophies. And even though I didn't get my name on any of them, it was certainly nice to to have a chance of that. And again, as I said, hopefully I've got a few more chances for that the rest of this year. Ryan, we were going through your resume earlier this morning in Ireland. Uh, Twice now you've been a runner-up at the Irish Open. You finished fourth there back in 2017. And your best finish at the Open actually came in 2019 in Ireland at Royal Port Rush, where you finished 16th. So you much have a, a great affiliation with the Green. Yeah, and I, I won a challenge to event there too in 2016. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is about Ireland. Um, yeah, it just seems to be one of those places that I really enjoy travelling to. The people are fantastic. The you know, the golfing crowds around there are, are amazing. And, you know, to be honest, it feels a little bit like home. Um, you know, the weather's probably a little nicer in Auckland most of the year than it is in Ireland. But, um, you know, the golf courses are, are similar enough. The grasses are similar. And I just feel comfortable there. And um, I think feeling comfortable is, uh, you know, for me, a, a key to playing good golf. And, um, you know, I've, I've played some pretty nice golf in Ireland over the last few years. There was a, a great shot. I don't even know if you were aware of it, that it went to, to air. You and Shane Lowry were having a chat on, on the tee and it was actually picked up. You were talking about the rugby because the All Blacks were playing Ireland that night. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a bet with Shane earlier in the week and had to give him 10 points and <laughs> thankfully I was pretty safe on that. Um, and yeah, he, he's, a, he's a mad keen rugby fan and we talk about it a lot. Um, and I'll, you know, obviously there was a fair bit of interest last week around around that rugby game, and um, I was very happy the All Blacks got it done on, on Saturday morning, or I might have copped a fair bit of stick on the golf course <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Uh, uh, Ryan, in amongst all, all these uh, wonderful performances on the DP uh, World Tour, there have been a couple of majors. Um, Brookline, perhaps not so good, but the PGA, you were sort of there and thereabouts right up uh, and on the last day. Yeah, I, I had a chance at the PGA. Um, I think probably had my only bad round of golf in the last seven or eight weeks, that last round of the PGA. And, um, you know, it's a little unfortunate timing-wise, but that's major championship golf. If you're, if you're a little bit out on one of those golf courses, you get your butt kicked. And um, unfortunately, that was me on that Sunday. Mm. But, um, you know, Brookline, I actually felt like I played half decent. Um, you got the definitely the tougher side of the draw there with you know wind on Thursday afternoon and Friday morning that kind of calmed down a little bit Friday afternoon and they had a little bit of rain which softened the golf course up but um, you know that's that's the part of golf that you've got to deal with. There's obviously um, some weeks it's a good side of the draw and a bad side and it evens out over career and I've had enough good sides this year and I just happened to get the, the bad side at the open but um, it was you know they're always good events to be a part of great crowds um, yeah, and I was really happy to see Matt Fitzpatrick win in the end. It was mm. he's been playing some great golf this year, and um, you, know, you see him over the years put in a lot of hard work, and to see him get that reward was pretty cool. Ryan, last time we spoke to you, you hadn't, you weren't uh, qualified for the 150th edition of the Open. Obviously, now you are, and you're inside the top 50. It's off to St Andrews. How many times have you played at St Andrews? Uh, now it's probably hard to count. Um, you know, I played the Open there in 2015, um, and then I played, I think, Dunhill links there every year since then. So I, you know, I've definitely been double digits quite comfortably by now, and you know, it's a bit of a different beast at the Open. They 
they set it up uh, a lot tougher than they do with the Dunhill Links, and I'd expect it to be um, tough this year. I've heard the, there's not been a lot of rain in Scotland this summer, plenty of wind and some sunshine, so I expect it to play firm and fast, and that's exactly what you want for for, a, for an Open Championship, especially around St Andrews. You know, you, it, it, it's potentially not the hardest golf course in the world, but it's, it's a whole lot of fun to play. It's quirky. And if it plays firm and fast, it will will be a bit more of a test of golf than than if you if there's no wind or you know if it plays pretty soft, it, it you know it's pretty scorable like that. And Ryan, uh, leading up to the Open, have you decided to play the Scottish Open, or are you just uh, having a breather this week? No, I'm playing the Scottish Open. It's one of our one of our big events, a Rolex Series event, and um, it's co-sanctioned with the PJ Tour this week. So um, lots of lots of added added incentives this week, and um, I've played a lot of golf in bunches this year and mm. generally played pretty well at the back end of of those stretches. So hopefully nothing changes for these two events. It'll be my fourth and fifth in a row um, Scottish Open in the Open. So, um, you know, at the last time I played five and six in a row, I finished second at, at the Dutch Open. So hopefully I, I continue that trend. Currently you sit fourth in the race to Dubai on the DP World Tour. We know now that the DP World Tour and the PGA have tightened their alliance. Uh, you finished top 10 now on the DP World Tour. You have automatic inclusion to the PGA. So is that a goal now that you could be finished top 10 and relocating to the States full-time? Yeah, unfortunately, I think that starts next year for the following season. Um, so it would be very nice for me if it started this year, but um, it's certainly a goal going forward. And, um, you know, it's, it's always you know, been a goal of mine to play on the PGA Tour, and um, you know now we've got a bit more of a chance of that with with the uh, the partnership being formed between the two tours. And um, I, you know, I think it's going to strengthen both tours going forward, which is a good thing. At a at a practical level, now you're in the top 50 in the world. What does that do in terms of qualification for majors? Is that a cutoff for things like U.S. Open Masters? I mean, albeit you know it'll be later in the year when they'll look at who the top 50 is. Yeah, I think I've kind of missed everything for this year in that mm. regard. Um, I'm, I'm already in the open, obviously, and um, you know all the other majors have gone. But um, you know, it's a it's a qualification at the end of the year for the Masters. I think top 50 on December 31st, or whenever the world rankings end for the year, gets the uh, the Masters invite. So that's certainly something I'd I'd love to get. I've never never played the Masters, and would, you know love the opportunity. It's been you know one of my goals ever since I started playing golf was to play a master so that'll be nice and um you know i think you get some if you're in the top 50 there's a few extra pga tour events the players championship those kind of things which you get to play um obviously they you know they're still eight nine ten months away even longer so um you know, a, a lot of water to go under the bridge before then but um you know if i keep playing the way i'm playing there's no reason why i can't still be in the top 50 come you know march yeah. april next year and get all those uh those nice bonuses which you'll you know, that's kind of why you why you play golf to, to get in those big events. Ryan, you're obviously very committed to the DP World Tour, and we just heard from you. You, you want to be there. The ultimate goal is the PGA Tour. Get to America. Uh, live golf. Uh, no interest to you at all. I mean, never say never, but it's certainly no interest at the moment. It's uh, obviously it's a very political thing at the moment. It's it's pretty divisive in the world of golf, and um, you know I can. I've got a few friends that have gone. I can understand their reasoning behind it, and um, you know, vice versa. They understand my reasoning of 
you know, not wanting to investigate it and, and you know, sticking with the, with the, the two tour or sticking with the DP World Tour at the moment. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the in the next few years, whether it's going to take off, whether it'll be, you know, integrated into the into the existing system or whether it'll sort of disappear. You know, no one really knows at the moment. But, um, you know, I guess at this point, you know, a bit of competition hasn't been a bad thing. Obviously, you know, with the alliance with the PJ Tour from us, it's been, I think it's pushed that forward. It's probably going to push our purses up. It's already pushed, it's going to push the PJ Tour purses up. So in that sense, the competition's been good. But... I'm not sure that the whole division of the world of golf is, is a good thing. So I'm, I'm quite happy to, to stay away from it at the moment. And Ryan, I think I might have seen you quoted elsewhere as saying perhaps a third tour could have been on the cards if it was five or six events and worldwide events outside of uh, perhaps uh, Europe and the United States. But the live tour with 14 events, three can't sort of, uh, you can't chop and change between three of them. Yeah, I, I think. I think it was more, I said, along the lines of, I think the big issue was them looking like they're trying to buy and take over the world of golf. Mm. And if they'd have come in and gone, well, we want to fund six events or whatever it is, then maybe there wouldn't have been such an outcry about Mm. it. And and maybe that could have fitted in quite nicely. But, you know, obviously at the moment, you know, the, the... they're kind of a direct threat to the PGA Tour and, and the DP World Tour, and can under, I can completely understand the tour's stance on you know the guys that have gone over, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But um, you know, at, at the moment, a, a little bit of competition has certainly been good in the short term, but we'll, we'll see how it, how it plays out in the long run. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Ryan. We really appreciate your, your time, not just this morning, but you're, you're a great supporter of ours, and we'd love to see your success over there. Uh, yeah, I know it was Adrian Moronk this time, but I don't think any, any Polish player has ever won a professional golf tournament in the world. Is that right? I, I'm not sure about that, but no one's definitely one's not won on a DP World Tour before, and no one's not one's been in the top 100 on, before, so Adrian's ticking a lot of goals for Poland at the moment which is pretty cool and you know, he's been knocking on the door for a very long time. He's played some really solid golf over the last couple of years and I think everyone on tour is you know, really happy to see him win. He's, a, he's one of the nice guys out there and, and definitely a heck of a golfer. No, it seems it seems to be great camaraderie on the, on the European tour as well, Ryan. It seems as though you all get on quite well. Yeah, I think you know, obviously there's a lot of different nationalities but um, I think it's definitely a bit more chilled out than it is in the States and um, you know, everyone gets along really well and uh, there's probably not as much socialising as what people think go on but you know, everyone loves to sit down and chat to people and, and you know, learn a bit about other people's cultures and stuff like that and there's, you know, I think it's just a fun tour to play on in that respect. And we made, you know, made mention there of the, uh, the bets you had with Shane Lowry and Ireland and the All Blacks uh, how good were the Wallabies over England, though, Ryan? <laughs> a 14-man Wallaby over the England side. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely happy to see that. I mean, no one likes to see the Poms <laughs> when they're, they're not... I don't mind the English per se, but the English press is a little bit insufferable when, when they're winning. So uh, never mind seeing the English getting, getting taken down. And, you know, it's, it's good for world rugby. There's a fair bit of competition yeah. around the place at the moment. I mean... I think France look out and out like the best team in the world at the moment. They're they're very strong, but um, obviously we we look pretty good on the weekend. And 
and Aussie look like they're they're starting to play well again. And you can never count out England. You can't count out count out Ireland. So it's going to be a pretty cool build up to the World Cup next year. Good on you, Ryan. Look, good luck with the Scottish Open this week, and really, mate, enjoy the 150th version there of the Open at St Andrews. We wish you all the best. Love chatting to you. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.